there's three things in life that excite me a woman of course dinosaurs and the <laughs> violence of the octagon <laughs> that sounds like something mike perry would say <laughs> you're pretty far off oh shit <laughs> uh it's a welterweight who is retired uh, tell me retired. again a woman the dinosaur, the, uh, dinosaur. <laughs> and the violence of the octagon and the violence of the octagon no that, way. That was George St. Pierre, that too? That was George St. Pierre. <laughs> There's three things dinosaurs. that excite me. A woman, of course. Dinosaurs. <laughs> and the violence of the... <laughs> uh, okay. Dinosaurs? Oh, I only got you three should... more. I got three that's, more. That's fucking great. Welcome, my lovely ladies. <laughs> well, we're going to start that shit. Really? I'm just going to ask you, do you mean that? Or are you just saying it? <laughs> you are lovely. Oh, Thank you. well, thanks. <laughs> thanks, bud. I know that you mean that. To me. that actually, I truly do. Indeed. You're, you're a good, you're a good uh, uh, eye for, for good <laughs> as you shake your head. No, <laughs> no, like, I'm not. Like, so you have a good eye don't... for friends. <laughs> Don't feign your compliments upon me. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. I won't. I won't feign my compliments upon you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it's really great to see you guys. <laughs> it's a lot of, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of like interesting sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? Like auxiliary. Uh, MMA news this week, like nothing world shattering, but also like interesting. Like literally, I'm looking at right now, uh, Platinum Mike Perry signing with Bare Knuckle Fighting. <laughs> yeah, like that's fitting for the way that for the way that he is for the for the way that he is, which I can, I can tell. tell because of how he is, and yeah. also just for like the different news we've had from the MMA world this week. Bruce Buffer not working two sixty seven. No, Mm-mm. didn't want to make it to Abu Dhabi. Or no, he has COVID. Oh, he does. Yeah, that's what they said. It's not bad, is it? I don't think so. Uh, but the headline, you know, it was like a clickbait headline. It was like Bruce Buffer ending twenty-four year streak with UFC. It's like what? Um, but it's because he he tested positive, I guess. Are you finding this information on Twitter? No, hmm. I'm looking at. It comes up on my Google News feed, but I'm looking right now at uh, cbssports.com slash MMA slash news. Hmm. 
Well, I don't trust CBS Sports because them nincompoops Brian Campbell and Luke Thomas work over there. And I got to tell you, Morning Combat might be the best show in MMA, which I will acknowledge it is. It is not the pretty neatest show in MMA. It's not the neatest. No. What what is? What is? Who wants to do like an intro? Cuz we didn't we never even fucking say the name of the show. We never introduce <laughs> ourselves. <laughs> listening listening to the show last week, I was like, "Oh yeah, you would have no fucking clue what this is." But I think that's an interesting branding choice. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a pretty neat discussion, really. Like halfway through every sentence, every week, I'm like, what am I talking about? <laughs> and like 10% of the lessons I give when I'm teaching, I'm like, what am I talking about? <laughs> Having been a facilitator with you, I can tell when you get that way in the mm-hmm. Dom Dome. Like mm-hmm. I could see, I've seen this man speak in front of at least a hundred people, Ryan, Mm -hmm. like facilitating to a hundred people. And I could see the moment in his eyes when maybe I'm supposed to take over for him. (laughs) I could see the moment in his eyes. The car's still moving. (laughs) The car's still moving, but there's nobody at the wheel anymore. My hands are at least off of it. It happens. I can usually that's when I know it's up is your hands don't represent what you're speaking about anymore. Yeah. Like some people know their shit, but no, no, Mm -hmm. you don't. Anyway, I'm done with complimenting you fine fuckers. (laughs) Like Clarissa Shields lost. That's another auxiliary story. And then her and Jake Paul are going at it on Twitter. I, I understand. Uh, How's that fight end? <laughs> oh, don't. Don't make me. It's been three minutes. Don't make me do that. Okay. Okay, I won't. I'm not going to do that. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pretty Neat Podcast. I'm one of your hosting trio, uh, Aaron. Uh, who's next? I, I think you should introduce all three of us. Okay. Uh, well, you guys. Okay, we're going to. Okay, we're going to do this again. And. Uh, are you guys gonna say like howdy after i say your name that way they know whose voice it is i'll do it cool awesome i'll introduce dom and then i'll introduce ryan oh we're not doing it now yeah sorry all right go Go all right hey everybody welcome to the pretty neat podcast where we talk about mma and other things that are pretty neat i'm one of your uh, trio your triad your trinity your triforce whichever one of those three ways gets you going Aaron and right next to me in the Zoom world is Dom. Hello. Hi Dom, how are you? I'm fine. Great. Ryan, how are you? Good evening, fucks. Oh, I'm not in <laughs> hey, one hey, don't say triad anymore. <laughs> try why not triad? I hate that word. Triad? Yeah. Why? I don't like it. I don't have to have a reason. Fuck this is fucking America. <laughs> I, I don't have to like every word. True. <laughs> Triforce like... is fine. Normally, that would annoy me. Did you, Ryan? I have a question. Sorry, Aaron. Go ahead. No, you. You're a you... you're a you're an unabashed Star Wars fan, correct? Uh, yes, unabashed. Okay. Does it <laughs> drive you crazy when people say "May the Fourth be with you"? Um, 
not the first 10 times. Okay. <laughs> but after that, as the day progresses beyond 8.30 in the morning, I was going to say, it does tend to get a little annoying. So by about <laughs> 6.38, you're here. Yeah. Yeah. And then if anybody hits me with Revenge of the Fifth, I just say, shut the fuck up. Oh, <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> you literally have a Star Wars shirt on right now. That's wonderful. I do. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. What about Revenge of the Sixth, which makes a little more sense? Because then you can do the M5er Strikes Back. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, that would probably be equally annoying. Okay, I, I well, aside upon so, initial thought. I'm so upset that you just said that. Yeah, I'd I'd be writing for episodes one through three if I was ever <laughs> recruited by Lucasfilm. Uh, How much you, money do those movies make? We act like that's a bad gig. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be sitting pretty. The guy who wrote Jar Jar is like, these are people stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Me so rich. Uh, speaking of, of, of nerdy things, uh, have you been watching Embedded? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, can I spoil something for you from episode yeah. three? Yeah, please Great. Do. Uh, so I'm also going to tell you that we're making picks today. That's exciting shit. I should have been up on it, but I just have not been. That's okay. I got I got the odds ready. We're we're gold. Yeah. But I am gonna pick Jan Blahovich, which right any uh, any sane human being should do. Nobody's you don't like a you don't like an almost forty two year old as a worthy <laughs> challenger. Not if his unless his name is Hendo. <laughs> but uh, but actually okay, I like Blubber. Let's uh. But anyway, I'm gonna pick Jan. Why? Because he's sitting in his hotel right now in Abu Dhabi playing a Lord of the Rings MMO with his entire team while reading Tolkien in Polish because he's from Poland. You might have been able to tell by his name, which is is Blachowicz. (laughs) He also uses Polish power. But uh, yeah, I, I'm starting to think that uh, this is going to end fucking fast and on the ground. I think okay. I am convinced of this now. Because he's reading overrated high fantasy? Yes. Okay. You see what, what I did there? How am I? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what is over? Overrate what is what is properly rated fantasy, high fantasy. Pro oh wow, that's a good question. Properly rated high fantasy. High fantasy. So, in your opinion, are you? Would you be Tolkien <laughs> or Herbert? Would you prefer to read the Lord of the Rings and Hobbit series, Hobbit, uh-huh. or would you rather read the Dune? series have you read dune i'm listening to it right now what do you think of it um i would i would like for you one of you to throw in jk rowling there for me that was because really, that's fucking high high fantasy to me <laughs> so high high fantasy is defined <laughs> Harry if i'm not Potter. mistaken More high, of- fa- high fantasy is set on a world that is not this one low fantasy would be something that is set on this one Okay, so Dune applies. So Dune does Lord of the Rings. Dune applies. Dune is technically 
more of a science fiction, I would argue. And uh, I think the Dune book is fucking terrible. But I also think I, I it's not I I'm not the biggest Tolkien fan. Is I know, Star Wars? I know high, high it is my it is my hottest take, and well, not my hottest take. It's one of them, and I don't, I, I know <laughs> yeah. that I'm on this island, and there's maybe dozens of us here. Maybe, maybe dozens. I I just don't love it. I'm sorry. No, I, that's it's okay. okay. That that's your hill. You're gonna die on it. It's fine. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> die on it. I just don't love it. Yeah, you're doing one might say. It's your dune that you'll die on. My dune. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. When but, but, I said, what do you think of it? You didn't go, oh, I love it. You went. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a three-part book and I'm on part two right now. And I'm just, it's a lot of uh, world, world building currently. Yes. So there's a lot of setup. Yeah. Nothing that's really gripping you at the moment. The, uh, so I haven't seen the movie yet. I'll be transparent. I'm going to watch it, I think. But the uh, I thought the hand in the box thing was pretty cool. And then it's, man, it's just an uphill climb from there, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. The, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of understanding that you have to first be brought, brought to light before you can really start to action on on that whole like understanding of what's going on and what yeah. he could potentially be. Yes. There's a lot of what ifs. I mean, they do that in the book where he talks about seeing different paths. Uh-huh. Oh, this path is going to lead me to this. So I should probably do this. And then it's just a whole bunch of hypotheticals. So it's not necessarily the most gripping, uh, gripping uh, text. But man, Dune fans are rabid. rabid. Yes. Oh, look at look at us they are <laughs> rabid and I, haven't, so, I, I haven't seen the new one no me <laughs> I either still, i still can't get over you describing my love life by uh your being all uphill after getting your hand in the box which is fucking true man uh but uh i have not seen the new movie i've only what seen the original sorry i haven't seen dune yet i can't that fucking charlemagne guy doing the yeet song on snl (laughs) is all i picture uh so yeah i can't i can't do it um timothy chalamet yeah charlemagne i was like who is the charlemagne 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 the god (laughs) you know when you're like trying to figure something out when you you don't want to admit you don't know what it is it's like if can i just use context clues to figure this out that's what i was (laughs) trying to do (laughs) all right well who's that (laughs) i don't know i actually don't know i know who timothy chalamet is i don't know the rest of the reference because i don't watch uh snl snl that is a perfect I'm, transition. I'm right there with the rest of America in not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I just see clips on my Instagram. Uh, I, I, that's a perfect transition to you before talking about MMA rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I just realized this is not a perfect transition in any way. Can I, can I do a callback while you're working on that? Yeah. At the end of last week's show, you guys talked about Anthony Joshua camp shopping. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. A really nice segment. I am curious, though, what do you guys think if, if, you know, hell freezes over and he's like, hey, you're going to consult for me. Where should I go? What do you guys think I would say? Canelo's camp. Why? 
Uh, I don't have any logic behind it. It's more feeling. That's how I generally operate. Okay. What do you think, Aaron? Uh, Ludwig. <laughs> no, so it's it's a hundred percent Canelo's camp, and the reason is because <laughs> I think he would benefit from not being the big dog in the room. Okay, so because low profile. As, as awesome as he is, he's not Canelo from a star power standpoint, or frankly, a skill standpoint. So, I I think you know we we talked and so has everyone else about his inability to like handle the fame success fortune with having to fight in Alexander Usyk which is a a real thing I think it was Floyd Mayweather or someone talking about how it's really difficult to get up and run at five in the morning when you wear silk pajamas it wasn't Floyd Mayweather maybe it was Evander Holyfield it was someone and it's a really good point they're saying you're too comfortable five in the morning sucks running sucks if you got 50 million in the bank, that's kind of what made Floyd so pot, uh, impressive. It's what makes Canelo so impressive is that he has all the money. He's beaten everybody in every weight class and he is a fucking machine. And they say when you training with him is like nothing else. His coaching staff is great. He's got that Ryan Garcia kid that's working with him. I just think Anthony Joshua could stand to kind of not be the, the big dog in the room where, where people aren't just going to tell him yes and, and say everything's great when maybe it's not. And okay. I'm not saying he doesn't train hard. I'm not saying he isn't well prepared. I'm just saying like, you know, there's a, there's a chance in three years, Anthony Joshua is kind of an afterthought and there's a 0% chance. That's how it is. with Canelo. And so I think being around that, you're only going to make it better. Let's say hypothetically, all of that is, true at face value mm -hmm. he goes to canelo's camp and he's the b-side right definitely the b-side oh yeah um he's gonna benefit from the structure he's gonna benefit from the improvements to his defensive style he's gonna benefit from being able to spar and train with andy ruiz who's also in canelo's camp mm -hmm. but what if even with the the consistency of approach with Canelo and his camp, he doesn't get up at 5 a.m. to run. He can't can grind like Canelo can because that's not something necessarily you can teach. Nope. You can force that probably for a period of time, mm -hmm. but you cannot do that long term. What if that happens? What if that comes to light? Then what you said at the end of that statement, you know, maybe three years from now, he's an afterthought. I mean, my thought is, what's the likelihood of that happening? And two, what would the potential short-term gain be versus any, torta, any type of long-term success with that camp? Because you can't change the core of a person. Nope. Um, so yeah, what do you think the short-term success could potentially be? And... What are your odds on him just not being that person? Uh, sh uh, so short-term results is he beats Tyson Fury. Short-term, you think that just having that camp and the people around him, that that gives him the advantage to beat Tyson Fury? No, not that alone. Okay, but, but that think, could lead to it? I think that's part of the, the potion in the cauldron, sure. And I think it could be anyway, or or it can't change rather, uh, could be. 
could that be could he go to could he go to the money team in Vegas and get it there? I don't know. He's he would you know, they have Javante Davis. So he, he Joshua was a, a bigger draw than him. I, I don't know. But to I don't it's hard to imagine a better environment, right? No, so, I agree. That's that's probably best case scenario. So, I guess that's just I mean that's that's maybe too many layers in that question, what he could potentially do with that just type of structure. It's all yeah, it's it's not it's like all out hypothetical. Of the question that he could beat Tyson Fury. He has the tools, it's it's putting them together. He should he should have he should have stopped Usyk in three rounds. That should not have been he should not have lost that by unanimous decision. That was such a weird fight. I'm not making excuses for him, but he should have won that fight. He was a heavy favorite. All I'm saying is that's so, got to be his short-term goal. Does yeah, he do so, it? I don't know. But So is, is more of his problem more to just between the ears where he just lacks the internal confidence to go out there and impose his I don't his think he will? lacks the confidence. I think he lacks the – some people have questioned his, like, killer mentality, his killer instinct, and I, I don't think that's out of – I don't think that's out of bounds with him right now because Tyson Fury is not losing to Alexander Usyk at any point. Tyson Fury beat Otto Wallen, who, by the way, is fighting Billion White on the 30th, and probably the winner of that gets a shot at Fury. And Otto Wallen, remember, Tyson Fury got cut in that fight, mm-hmm. and Otto Wallen was digging his thumb in it and all kinds of weird stuff, and Tyson didn't back down from that. So I don't, I don't know. I guess what's the he could he could train for eighteen months with Canelo's camp and beat Usyk in March and lose two times to Tyson Fury and who knows or he could beat Tyson Fury and then they have a rematch or he could lose to him and then beat him. There's any number of things that could happen, but I, I don't think approaching it the way he's been approaching his last two years of his career is the right way to do it. Hmm. I agree on that last part. And really yeah. since the, the first loss to Ruiz. Yes, I agree. And candidly, for Anthony Joshua, those are the only fights I've actually seen him box live. Both Andy Ruiz fights and uh, and Alexander Usyk. Okay. Well, I actually didn't watch Alexander Usyk live. I watched it after the fact. Um, but still, uh, I just don't have enough context to give you like any sort of comprehensive analysis, but I do have questions, right? I, I understand there's a lot of hype around him and the talent and just the physical gifts. But when I see him in those three fights, I don't get it. I guess is where I'm coming from. I, I don't get it. So what I'd recommend if you were, if you want to like get the, the whole Anthony Joshua picture is watch him fight Dillian White the first time. Okay. I think they've only fought once, actually. Watch him fight Klitschko. Watch his fight with Kubrat Pulev. But then also his fight with Joseph Parker, who, that was, man, that was a weird fight. And Joshua won in a landslide. But it was probably closer than the judges thought it was. Joshua won, but not in landslide fashion. Uh, hmm. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I would say. If you really want to get the full Anthony Joshua story, you got to see the Klitschko fight because that's really where he blew up, and 
he showed a lot of heart in that fight. He showed a lot of killer mentality. He showed a lot. He also didn't have $150 million. <laughs> so, and you know what? The Kubrat Pulev fight is a good example, too. His, his fight before the one he had before Usyk. He beat the fuck out of him. And Kubrat Pulev is a tough guy. He's only lost one time. It was to Joshua. So, Joshua said uh, he uh, uh, offered offered his uh, to spar and train with uh, Fury mm-hmm. if he has to fight Usyk this today in an interview. It says there's one condition. The highlight. What's the condition? Uh, uh, I don't. Oh, know. if he takes no money for it, I don't know if he's yeah. after a quid or two. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, that would be weird. You know what that makes me think of? Here, here's a transition for you. Last night during the Professional Fighters League second championship? Third. Third? When Kayla Harrison beat whoever that poor girl was um, <laughs> by a lot. Know. When she mauled that, that poor Gordado something. Yeah, she's, uh, playing with, she's playing with her food. Her name could have been Sandgard and it would have been without guard. <laughs> She, uh, they Funny said that shit. I didn't realize she trains at uh, ATT and is like friends with Amanda Nunes, their training partners. They train on the regular, and word on the street is it's competitive. Um, which brings up a small text conversation that we had where I boldly stated that Amanda yes. would destroy Kayla Harrison and. I'm not backing down on that. I think that's true. Kayla Harrison is, uh, to her credit, you know, they say that she's the best judoka in American history, male or female. If you see her in, you know, just walking out, physically imposing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, She weighed in at 154. So obviously, if they were to fight at 145 in the event, in the hypothetical situation that she could make one 145, she would have an obvious, obvious size advantage. Mm-hmm. However, when you think of Kayla Harrison, you think of takedowns and control. <laughs> I almost said USADA. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, if you are people other than dumb, you think of takedowns and control. Um, whereas Whereas Amanda Nunez is the complete package. Mm-hmm. She's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Mm-hmm. She's known for having a great submission game off of her back. She's also displayed great top pressure. And, of course, she probably has arguably the best hands in women's MMA. Arguably. Yeah. I mean, there are some people that have great hands. I mean, Valentina Shevchenko is probably... Yeah, that's arguably as good of good of a striker with her. But in terms of the combination of striking accuracy and power, I don't think we could say that there is somebody that's better. Cyborg has dominant power, but she's not known for just lighting people up with precision. Whereas we've seen Amanda on the regular hit people. At such, yeah. at such a high accurate accuracy rate that I, I can see a scenario where Kayla Harrison can win. 
right? Where she can slip a punch or two, put her up against the fence, have a dominant hip toss because that's what she's amazing at. And then her awesome top pressure eventually leads to some sort of TKO victory and or arm bar because that's what she likes. She's like an uber rousey. She is like an uber rousey. That's an excellent comparison. But she hey, is, Nunes she's, beat the shit out of Rousey in 40 and she, seconds. She, and she got a gold medal, whereas Rousey only got a bronze. Yeah, Uber <laughs> Rousey. This I mean, is they're what bo- Rousey they're both, they're both judokas. This uh, is what Rousey's mom wishes Rousey was. <laughs> okay. I, tra- I trained you to be better than this. Hey, it's true. Hey, Ra- um, Rousey listens to the podcast. She'll forget us next time she's on. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. We're, we're, we're sorry, Rhonda. We'll, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Um, but honestly, there are just far more ways or far more paths to victory for Amanda. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's, that's the basis of my, of my, my feeling on that. And I, I, I truly acknowledge that Kayla could win that fight. However, if you were to do that mathematically 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, more often than not, I'd say probably 75% to 25% that Amanda's going to win that that competition right now right especially, now especially if you're taking 10 pounds off Harrison if they're if they're if she's dropping to 145 and they fight a featherweight I would want to see her fight at 10 pounds have 10 pounds lighter you know what I mean if she weighed the same as Amanda I would I'd probably put Amanda in there did you guys hear the fight weights of Vittori and Costa? Uh, yeah, Costa weighed 230 pounds. Yep, and Vittori weighed 208. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Costa, right? He said he wants to go back down to middleweight. Give me a break, dude. <laughs> You're a light heavyweight. <laughs> Sorry for the swift change, in, but I mean, weight classes were, came up, and, and that was go Vittori and uh whatever costa yeah i want to i want to talk about that fight in a second that was just last saturday wasn't it yeah 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 pfl is very fresh still i want to talk about that here's the thing i don't disagree right everyone knows i love kayla harrison she's great you don't dislike kayla harrison no i don't yeah no no no. i don't and i don't want anyone to think you do i think that yeah, Amanda has more paths to victory. If you simulate it a hundred times, she wins the lion's share of them. I don't know if it's ninety percent. <laughs> it's probably seven. Oh, see what I did there? That wasn't even on purpose. Uh, the thing is, though, it's not a zero percent chance, and Kayla is much bigger because you got to figure she's cutting a little bit to get to one fifty-five, right? Uh, it, I don't know, but it makes me wonder if Rhonda can get to, or or Rhonda, if Amanda can get to fifty-five. So the fact that she has in the past routinely made 135, and that's what was her primary weight class. I mean, she's still holding the belt in those two weight classes. Yes. She could get to one. Well, I don't know if she is 155. I have a strong suspicion that she does not cut weight to make 145. I don't that she's just not, 145. Not yeah, mm-hmm. she um, but even then, right? Ah. Uh, God, I, I fucking hate myself by saying this, but, you know, I can see it where Kayla with the bigger size and just 
physicality at 155 if Amanda were to come in at her normal her normal weight, right, without any bulking up or and or difference in body constitution, yeah, or she could she could impose her will. Um, we we've seen we've seen Kayla go the distance twice. She's won eleven times, nine of the eleven times she's finished the fight. Only two times it's gone to decision. So more often than not, she's taking people down. She finds the back or she gets an arm bar, um, but she has shown that she can go the distance. Amanda also not known for going all three or five rounds because she normally finishes people well within that time frame. So I'd be curious to see if it were to go in later rounds, who would have that advantage. Um, yeah. Carrying that size or. <laughs> Unless that Judah, but like, and like, I think about Rousey, uh, and like obviously not the judoka level at all but um comparably i mean that's what i have to compare it to right i just kind of imagine uh ronda having some of brock's doctor inject him inject her a little (laughs) bit and uh i don't think that harrison would be as affected by getting punched in the face and that's and that's the as, thing with as Rhonda. Rhonda just like as soon as her face got tapped ever, she her entire game collapsed around her. And as soon as everyone figured that out, it was it was done for her, right? And Kayla, if she's Uber Rousey, will meet the same fate, right? But she's like like you've to your point, she's really had to grind it out and go the distance where Rhonda never did. Rhonda didn't have any decisions. So like I'm wondering if um, Amanda and her accuracy will be enough to actually stun her. Uh, And we just, I feel like it probably could be. It it probably could be. But I don't recall seeing Harrison getting punched in the face too much. So it's kind of, I have, once I see that, then we'll maybe know some more. The issue here is it is a massive leap from what is Gordado's first name? I want to say Sarah, but I'm pretty sure that was my academic Taylor. Taylor. Taylor Gordado. There's a massive leap from Taylor Gordado to Amanda Nunes. Yes. I think we all agree Kayla absolutely mauls any other woman at 145 in the UFC. Yes. Which includes uh, Durandamy, <laughs> Holly Holm, Irene Aldana, Juliana Pena, Aspen Ladd, Yana Kunitskaya, Misha Tate, Raquel Pennington. Come on. She mauls any of those poor girls. The, the, the most interesting fight is, is that the most interesting, like, theoretical fight in MMA is Amanda and Kayla Harrison? Uh, or Kayla and Cyborg. Yeah, I think, Kayla, I think Kayla pretty cleanly handles Cyborg. Gabby Garcia and Kayla. Do we ever see it? Do we ever see Kayla and Amanda? Uh, at this point in time, considering they both train at the same gym, chances are no. Plus, Dana coming out earlier this week and basically saying PFL pays her a shitload of money to 
but yep. basically beat up on trash cans. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's not going to pay that type of money. What her, her only incentive is to go to the UFC to uh, quote unquote, beat the best of the best. And that could be a mot- uh, strong motivation for some, but she's also now officially a mother of two adopted kids. Mm-hmm. She's got to look out for her financial well-being. She's being a, 31. Being a gold medalist uh, for the United States in the sport of judo, I assume is probably not very lucrative in terms of endorsements. No. And she's probably only lived outside, like lived in the gym for most of her youth and adult life so while she's fairly comfortable having won two pfl championships in a row that's two million dollars right there without the other terms of her contract i mean like tell me other than the competition level what's the incentive if i were her like she can leverage her free agency and position as a dominant female fighter to get even more money to be the face of the PFL or get a shitload of money to go to the Bellator and fight Cyborg, maybe on a maybe three or five fight deal, and then reconsider her position in three or four years if she wants to go to the mm-hmm. UFC. But at that point, to, your, to what you're saying, she'll be 34 and... Is she still going to be passionate about fighting? Is she going to want to do other things? Um, if I were in her position, and I'm, you know, I'm not, and I'm not her, but I would be concerned about my long-term future mm-hmm. and my financial secure financial security, and I would probably be thinking, who's going to pay me the most money, and where can I be the most successful? Hey, you call me, Kayla, and you say, come to the PFL. She's got a good chance of winning the whole thing, what, three, four more times, most likely, oh, yeah. before she's a little too old. So that's $4 million minimum on top of whatever she's getting. Whereas if she's in the UFC, how many times is she going to fight in that amount of time? And is she going to make that much on her win show? Probably not. And is she going to make that much from pay-per-view if it's a pay-per-view, which it probably would be for Amanda, but not for anybody else. So like, I feel like she'd be making the smart play in the PFL. Yeah, it's definitely a smart financial play. Yeah. I don't understand really to your guys's point, what she would be gaining. I, so you, you give up the million bucks, you beat Amanda. Dana's not paying her seven figures. So, nah, Amanda's show is like 250. But that's one fight, whereas I don't know how much PFL's paying her. Like, what's her salary? Is that disclosed? Because I know she got the million dollars for winning, but they must pay her a salary or do they not? I don't know. No, she definitely has a contract to yeah. fight for the PFL. Well, she did. It's it's expired now, but but we don't. I I, I don't personally know what the terms are of that, but mm. obviously it would have to be fairly significant. She's you know she's one of those quote unquote blue chip prospects, and the PFL looking for some sort of name recognition that they can build off of, likely overpaid, right? They likely overpaid for her. What if Nate Diaz went to PFL after he fights Tony Ferguson? Fuck yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to talk about that too. One last question though. She's valuable to PFL. Yeah, I think because she is. I, people, we talked about PFL in the early days of this show a little bit. 
I, I think the concept is cool. I think it's it's well housed on ESPN slash ESPN plus. I, I think I think they're right where they need to be right now. But I would be willing to bet if we could see how many people were watching pre Kayla and then when Kayla came on, I'm willing to bet on a graph the numbers jump as soon as her fight started. Because I'm fairly so. sure all three of us tuned in right when her fight started. I know I did. Yeah, probably so, I, I did, and I did not for Shields. No, I, who cares about Clarissa? I watched Ray Cooper, Nobody, though, too. No. I had to watch Ray Cooper. Okay, and that's fair. But you're also a Balls Deep fan, and most MMA fans are not, right? Deep, deep, most deep. sports fans aren't. So all I'm saying is it's the deepest. All I'm saying is she's valuable to them, for sure. She makes them money. She's their biggest name, right? They tried with uh, uh, Showtime Pettis that was over there and not fighting well. Not fighting well at all. Yeah, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't right, check this out. I don't understand why she comes, why she would even want to come to the UFC. Go why would, why would she want to do this when her manager is Ali Abdelaziz, who is pretty famous? When she signed her multi-year extension with the PFL, Ali Alou disease said the new deal will pay pay quote seven figures per year end quote whether she wins PFL's one million dollar playoffs or not. So she's making more than a million dollars just to fight for them whether or not she wins their tournament. Damn. Damn. So why would you go somewhere else, especially since you've kind of cemented yourself as the the face of the pfl i mean other what if the ufc said to her so the reason is the money what if the ufc said to her Hmm. sign what how do they like three fights and an option for a fourth we'll give you half a million which is probably how dana negotiates <laughs> and you get you know this sliver of the the pay-per-view sales as long as you're at least a co-headliner which is also a thing he controls right like <laughs> obviously the deal is going to be tilted in the ufc's favor their business model is impeccable they they fucking figured it out and i i salute them for it all i'm saying is like at that point so is she saying okay a half a million bucks it's only three fights i've banked some money can i go over there clean up and then maybe they tell her hey if you end up as the 145 champ we you your pay goes from 700 from 500 to 750 Mm, okay so performance incentives in the yeah in the contract yeah I get that. Um, it doesn't seem out of the realm of possibility. However, I think in the event that is the scenario in which it goes down, she goes one more year with the PFL, wins her third consecutive championship yeah. at the PFL and says, you know what? I'm pretty financially set right now. Plus, you would imagine she's going to get additional sponsorships. Yeah. And that's really where athletes make way more money is with sponsorships. And then she goes to the UFC and then she cleans out. And then to that point as well, Amanda's a year older, mm-hmm. a year past her physical prime, one more year past her physical prime, and just brings up the likelihood that 
she can improve her stand-up by a year if she continues to grind, which we know she's going to do. What the fuck? <laughs> what? The, just, okay. What do we want? <laughs> um, we're looking at all the standings for for kid we're looking at Kayla's we're looking record at like and um and apparently and it's it's like a mugshot almost yeah when you like lose. they're deceased because they're in black and white Kayla knocked the color out of all of them <laughs> Here's oh the that thing. sounds racist against Gordado Kayla's ground game I actually thought was a little sloppy it in, was first in round. the way that she knew that there was nothing this poor girl could do so her form didn't have to be perfect Mm-hmm. And you go ahead and get sloppy in a cage with Amanda Nunez, and then I, you know, well, we all know how that goes. So you can't, you can't bring that shit against her. You, you have to be basically perfect to beat her. And it man, seemed, it seemed overly patient. Amanda, or, or no, uh, Kayla, Kayla, Kayla. Yeah. It seemed overly patient in regards to like, okay, I'm in no real danger whatsoever. I'm just going to improve my position, be patient, look for just the perfect opportunity. There was a time in the first round where she had her choke arm mm-hmm. underneath the chin and then she mm-hmm. pulled it back. Yep. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Why would you do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah. You let the locks down, man. You look like Elias Theodoro. It's great. So I think, I don't think we ever see it. Ryan, you don't think we see it. Aaron, do you think we see it? No, I don't. And if we do, it's in like three or four years and, and she fights once or twice and it's uneventful. She probably doesn't even win. Just burn out. I would hate to see her go the way of Ben Askren. Obviously, Kayla Harrison would beat the fuck out of Ben Askren. That's not my that's not what I mean. I just mean that I just mean that like I would hate for I would watch that fight. <laughs> fuck yeah. Would any of us pick Askren? Please. No, no, no not with that hip replacement. Absolutely not. <laughs> Okay, uh, you mentioned. I want to talk about Vittori and Costa really quick. Uh, do you know what I kept thinking the whole time I watched that fight? Uh, good lord, that dude is big. Uh, uh, no, they're taking the hobbits to Isengard. <laughs> <laughs> My fighting Urukai. There's there's a troll in the dungeon. No. Uh, <laughs> there's a troll in the dungeon. I'm not sure uh, what's <laughs> Fuck, Stylebender is good. Is yeah, what I he kept is. thinking. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. he, he just he those two guys. Vittori's hands looked great. Costa's kicks looked great relative to their competition. And Style Costa's kicks looked le- like legitimate ultimate weapon. Yeah, ultimate weapons. Yeah, for that's what happens when you come in. 45 pounds above what you agreed to fight at <laughs> ultimately they both i thought looked pretty good i think vittori it was a clean victory for him but stylebender just made them both look look so second rate that it was interesting to see them fight like that and then you know what happens when they get in there with him it really made me respect him more mm-hmm. do you think that potentially because he's been so dominant in a in able in his ability to take away their best weapon out point. Do you think that that in film study and preparation for those fights, like gives them this 
sense of I don't know. I don't know if the term is of inconfidence. I mean, they definitely have a lack of confidence when they go in to fight them, but it almost seems like they got there to the title fight for a specific reason for the way they fight. Yes. Uh, whether they are excellent defensively mm-hmm. or they have an excellent strategy, but because they are necess- probably over preparing, if we're being honest, for Israel Adesanya that they see him in the way that he fights and then they second guess everything they do and they don't actually fight the way that they normally fight and he preys upon that and then he just does not let up against them fuck he's good at that that does that i mean that seems yeah it seems like look at everybody he's fought he steamrolls them by canceling them yeah, like and the only OL was a snooze fest. Oh god, that was I mean, a shit fight. I mean, even Marvin, even I mean, dare I say it, Paulo Costa and Vittori just looked fucking easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I gotta say, I'm yeah. looking forward to Whitaker because Whitaker did put it to him uh-huh. pretty pretty well. Um, but uh, he's improved. I but like, I would like to see Costa go up. But did what, did he what, did he though did did Whitaker put it to him good? Because that was a two, that was a second round TKO. It was, and he was nearly out at the end of the first two. He got pieced apart, but Whitaker still attacked. Like everybody else, kind of shuts down. Costa didn't attack him. No, Costa was a man who was scared to engage, and <laughs> he just Costa got the Costa got the fuck beat out of yeah romero (laughs) didn't engage none of them engaged yeah i guess they're afraid of what he can do (laughs) kelvin definitely engaged yeah you could say that that was probably the turning point for everyone else fighting him in film study is like wow look at what he did to kelvin gaslam and kelvin you got to give him credit for his ability just to push forward and israel lost to yon because of size size and poor strategy right he was he thought that his takedown defense at 185 would just translate to 205 Mm. and yan said yeah i don't think so he's like this is this is a 10 percent difference my guy it's not (laughs) not how it works after a certain point and yan is no slouch himself right yan yan is a really good fighter it's it's a weird spot in his like time in his career because he he's in a division that everyone knows he would not be the champion of if John Jones was still fighting. So that's one thing, but do you think he would be DC? Don Blahovich is no put Jan. Yeah. If DC uh, was still fighting. DC could get to light heavyweight right now. Not Have anymore. You seen that but guy? I mean, DC realistically was the last light heavyweight champ. No. Other than John, you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I'd like to see it. I'd yeah. like to see it. I don't know who would win. I'd like to see it. I don't remember if they've actually fought before. They probably have. Mm, I don't think they have. I wonder he, if the he reason... doesn't have that many light heavyweight fights. No. I wonder if Jan has this battle motor sponsorship. None of the other fighters do. I wonder if it's like something with like the European kind. That's not showing up on mine. That's weird. I'm looking at the same side. It doesn't show up on mine. 
Maybe it's a Texas thing. <laughs> ah, this maybe. is weird. Fuck. <sighs> it just maybe that fight and and all props to Vittori and even Costa, who is just so hateable. Like he's just he's fucking terrible. But he just looks like a guy you you would hate, right? And and I, there's a place for that in pro sports. I just think that Stylebender is so good, and he's so technical, and his hands, and just everything he does. He he's not the best wrestler, I suppose, but in his division, nobody can wrestle him, so it doesn't matter. Do you think <laughs> that that um that Vittori will be stuck in like this number two limbo? You think Vittori can beat Whitaker? No. No. Yeah. So he's he's so, top five. He's he's yeah, uh, he's top he's, five. He's gatekeeper status. He's yeah. gonna be a gatekeeper there. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. I could see it. Uh I'm I'm taking your, your facilitating duties from you. Do you guys want to talk quickly about Nate Diaz and Tony Ferguson? That's an interesting thing. Um did they say wait? I don't know if that's official yet. It's still rumored. I mean, you figure... I think they'll fight at 170. Yeah, I don't know. I think Tony will go up, and it'll be his debut at 170. I think it'll be fun. Uh, Did you... uh, There was... (laughs) There was some other fucking fight that somebody rumored that there was a rumor about. I'm gonna... I forget. It was just funny. I'm. I feel the way you guys feel about like John Jones. You were talking about it last week. I am so out of the Diaz brothers business. I, I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I'm out of the Tony Ferguson business too. Fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, yeah. there's just there's no intrigue anymore. The win streak is snapped, and he's lost in devastating fashion. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's just uh, it's more of a sideshow. Right. I, I want to just... talk to the nine people who think he could have beaten Khabib at any, at any point in time. <laughs> it's fucking ludicrous. Not, not, not this Tony Ferguson, but we'll never know. Yeah. But likely. But, but also, we do <laughs> pre-tripping over a, a speaker cable, Tony Ferguson. Yeah. Uh, ninety ninety nine percent of the time, we know exactly what it would have happened. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's that's very very true. I had a I had a random game for today, but we got to make picks. We spent fifty minutes talking about Kayla. Hey, she's well, we worth had, it. We had an intro in there. She is your favorite American. We missed she's you last week, American. so you know we had to take the time. I had a way better game than fucking camping. Yeah, <laughs> I, I literally made a who said it from post-fight interviews oh okay because some of the post-fight interviews at pfl were so fucking terrible that i like couldn't help but think about how every single person in pfl cannot be in the ufc because they all lack charisma in every way shape and form and Mm -hmm. that's why rory mcdonald went there Um, (laughs) offense intended (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, offense definitely. So, uh, do you guys? Uh, I I I don't know how we're gonna call this, but uh, here's just a, a test round. My balls was hot. <laughs> Derek huh. Lewis. Yes. Okay, that's pretty uh, yeah. easy. How about I was not impressed by your performance. Hmm. I was not impressed by your performance. <laughs> 
That's George St. Pierre. George St. Pierre. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely absolutely nobody. nobody. Oh, I know. Uh, Uh, Connor McGregor. This is Connor McGregor. (laughs) This is definitely okay. I was. I thought you were. Hey, I'm good at this game. With the ride through the streets of Brazil and put people to work or whatever it was that you said. (laughs) Having having been like drinking with with you, Ryan, like during many of these fights live, I'm amazed that you remember any of them. Okay, how about this one? Actually, (laughs) actually, on the contrary, my MMA career has gotten in the way of my weed smoking. (laughs) One of the Diaz brothers. You That's are definitely right. Nate, the Nate yeah. Diaz. That is Nick <laughs> Diaz. Nick? Nick Damn. Diaz. Okay, love me or hate me, I'm going to be here for a long, long time. Yeah. Is, the, John, is that John Jones? Nobody will get this one. It is not John Jones. Is it Francis Ngannou? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, give us a second hint. He was the mayor of Huntington Beach. <laughs> Is that BJ oh, Penn? No, <laughs> fucking Tito Ortiz. Tito Ortiz. <laughs> I okay. used to see BJ Penn in Newport Beach, actually, which is just nicer Huntington Beach. Uh, <laughs> like every summer, every, I'm serious. Every summer, I would see him at, at the Vons, right on Balboa. Did Did you ever get in any like drunken brawls with him and knock him out cold? I did. Yeah, that yeah, was me. And that, in no, the, I think the that deli was in the aisle. Line, but, yeah, <laughs> and he went outside. And he just <laughs> mm-hmm. fucking. Cold, cold, yep. cold, cold. Fuck, I fucked that one up. <laughs> Speaking of cold cocking somebody, thank you. Uh, how about I think the last one was just to shut him up a little bit. <laughs> I know your hint is that the shot he's talking about became his logo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You and I have both met this man in person. I, you know what? I almost Dan said Henderson. Henderson. It's Dan the thing Henderson. Is, though, I, I swear to you, I almost thought I was thinking that only because you said a punch and he's known for that. But then I was thinking of the logo <laughs> for his gym, which is not him punching someone, I don't think. Not anymore. No, yeah, they changed okay. it to that DH thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, which is pretty dope. I like it. How about How about this one? You'll never get it. Uh, so I'm just gonna say it. It was said by Joseph Benavides. Uh, okay. I used to fuck guys like you in high school. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh. All right. This one's good. This one's a great one. There's three things in life that excite me. A woman, I used to of fuck course. Guys like you in high school. That's so good. <laughs> so Joe Ben. And he's married to Megan O'Levy, which makes it even funnier to me. Anyway. Uh there's no three there. No, not at all. There's three things in life that excite me. A woman, of course, dinosaurs, and the <laughs> violence of the octagon. <laughs> that sounds like something Mike Perry would say. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty far off. Oh uh, shit. <laughs> Uh, it's a welterweight who is retired. Uh, who is tell retired. me again, a woman, the dinosaur, the, uh, <laughs> and the violence of the octagon. And the violence of the octagon. 
No that, way. That was George St. Pierre, too? That was George St. Pierre. <laughs> There's three things dinosaurs. in life that excite me. A woman, of course. Dinosaurs. <laughs> and the violence of the... Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Dinosaurs? Oh, I only got three more. I got three that's, more. That's fucking great. Okay. Do you want the serious, uplifting one last or next? Next. <laughs> okay. We fail, but we get up because the ground is no place for a champ. I like that quote. That's a good quote. Current or X fighter? Current. Uh, Curtis Blades. No, no. <laughs> um, Max Holloway. Nope. Damn, is that, is like that Valentina? It is not. It is a uh, I can't do uh, an impression, but I'll, I, I, uh, let's see. We fail, but we get up because the ground is no place for a champ. Uh, that gets terrible. Is that TJ Dillashaw? No. <laughs> I can't I no do idea. a Louisiana accent. Oh, Dustin Poirier. Dustin the Diamond Poirier. Yeah, yes, it was. Okay. All right. If they want to see the guy's arm ripped totally off, I'll rip it off. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so that's a submission guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you who they beat. Tim Sylvia. Uh, Randy Couture? Nope. Think of Tim Sylvia's arm. <laughs> Breaking. I oh, fuck. Who the fuck did that? Come on, he looks like the ma- the bad guy in the mask if he wasn't green. <laughs> Frank fucking Mir. Frank dude, Mir. Dude, you're throwing out mask references. I'm sorry. I'm not yeah, going to be dude, able to pick okay, those up. Okay. <laughs> okay. What do you mean he looks like the bad guy from the mask? <sighs> he looked like the bad guy from the mask if he wasn't green. Meaning he looked like a gangster. You're saying Frank Mir looks like a gangster? No. This guy, that's Frank Mir, <laughs> like a a, a Guido gangster. I don't, I don't know that I agree, but okay, okay, okay. I tried. We need uh, a side by side. Here's the here. Well, we'll do that another time because this, this is my favorite one, and it's the last one. Okay. They're gonna be some more black on black crime. <laughs> <laughs> is that John Jones? <laughs> Nope, but you are really close because it was said before fighting John Jones. Rumble Johnson. No, but you're close. Fuck. Is it I don't, DC? I don't Daniel Cormier? He never DC's fought not Rumble, did he? Daniel Cormier? Nope. <laughs> Think of chains. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, Rampage. Rampage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was Rampage, right? <laughs> Uh, is, uh, right before that's... he fought John Jones. Oh, uh, that would be something that Rampage would say. That's yeah. great. Thanks for playing my game. Dave, that was a fucking great game. That was a really awesome. good game. That was a good when game. I, when I think about that game, I think that was a good game. Yeah, yeah, that was a good game. You could tell because it was pretty neat. You can tell by the way, the way it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. We're yeah, on a roll today. Just look at it. You know who else is on a roll? Um, I'm going to show you. Because this is uh, Berna, this guy. Yonderoba? 
No, no, no. She is not on a roll. Only her eye. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I I threw that lob from half court and you caught it. Thank you. Excuse me. I am Anthony Davis. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. We Look got. At me. Look at me. Yeah. We got our fifth. We got to make picks because this is a numbered card coming up. Yeah, it is. And uh, bringing up our standings so far, Dom has cashed out. $177,934 making his profit 77k almost 78. He had that big win during the first week. So last week was pretty rough. But that first week you fucking killed. Uh Ryan who's gone right now probably peeing uh is up 995 nine and a half grand. That's great. And I'm in the whole $6,000. Yeah, you're not you're not doing well no. with the fake money. Yeah. No, I'm the orchestrator and the CEO of Rough Draft Kings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably more like CFO. Now uh we have apparently we started with 100,000 and we gave Ryan 50. Um which is cool. Yeah, he missed picks the first time. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so the, the way this works, we get 50 grand and we bet on fights on the numbered cards. We can throw props. We can build our own props. We can, and we, we try to kind of loosely get the odds from real sport. Yeah. Yeah. These odds, um, the fight odds tonight are just provided by UFC.com. Not an official sponsor of the uh, Pretty Neat Podcast, but holy shit, you're welcome to come on. And <laughs> yeah, we, we're cheap. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I went ahead and muted Ryan there since he's apparently having an argument with his entire family. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's back. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, bud. I muted you. Were you yelling at your dogs? No, I walked out of my extra bedroom. My wife was like, hey, yeah. how many planets has the Death Star and Starkiller base destroyed in the Star Wars movies? And I was like, six. <laughs> oh, okay, gotcha. Just and the answer was actually eight. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you, you were anyway, just playing a completely um, different trivia, so you uh is this is this overall winnings from all of the ufc bets yeah yeah you're up don't look at you man yeah i hit that first week real big yeah fucking crushing it yeah that first week your your big payout was uh aspinall by ko under two and a half and and that was when he put uh yeah you put 10 uh, grand and he did he put someone into orbit yeah, uh, uh, he he fought or, or Spivak. I, yeah, that's right. I'm thinking of Greg Hardy when Greg Hardy was punched catatonic by Tai Tuivasa. Remember that when he he yeah. literally went he went uh, like rigor mortis. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of um, uh, Tai Tuivasa, uh, I don't know if you you know this, uh, but he's uh, he might be weighing in as a backup for one of Four? these fights tonight. Um, I think. Ooh. Uh, he and Harris, maybe. Maybe no. I'm thinking of another fight. Never mind. Like, what is oh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Dos Anjos is weighing in. In case uh, um, Dan Hooker can't make weight. Really? Yeah. So, Rafael Dos Anjos flew to Abu Dhabi to weigh in as a backup. 
I believe so. Similar to Chandler. Goddamn. How much I think that it's because doing it? I think Makachev is just a bit. They're fighting in Abu Dhabi, right? So I mean, yes. it's going to be a massive draw. So him fighting is more important than Dan Hooker fighting. So I like Dan Hooker, how dare so. you? I, I well, I do too. I Put do you too. Disrespect him. He's not going to win. We're not going to. Wow. We're, we're not there yet. <laughs> He's not going to win. Let's start with the main prelim, which is <laughs> as Holy uh, I and Amanda Rebus, <laughs> as you guys were talking about earlier. Hey, hey, do you remember our our super duper handicapper that we used to do? <laughs> do you see where I'm going with this? Because Verna Yandaroba does it. <laughs> what? Oh, man. So what if what, what if I fought Cyril gone, but one of Cyril's eyes was looking at the opposite? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, you know I'm sorry. that that's not how that condition works, right? <laughs> no, because my eyes work. So, <laughs> no, just kidding. My eyes actually are not that great. But they look mostly the same way uh, man what do you what do okay. you guys what do you guys really think about hebas and Chandranova here i don't have an opinion no no it's 10 and 12 in women's straw weight though you you have to have an opinion <laughs> you're forced to have an opinion <laughs> okay uh, um i i will put i have to bet on this one you have to I will put $1,000 on Lazy Eye because she is the underdog and that's the value play. <laughs> Just to win. Nice. Cool. We have a $50,000 bank. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm putting, I'm putting uh, $3,000 on Hebas because ours in Portuguese are pronounced with an H. Hebas. If they want it that way, they should stay in Portugal. <laughs> Brazil. You're welcome. I know, I know. Uh, I am also going to take Jandra Noba to win. Uh, I think she's a bit of a dark horse. I'm gonna I don't take think 5K. your payouts are worth it. Yeah, they're not. Dark horse. I'll adjust that later. Yeah. So. Okay. We really didn't see that outcome coming. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I'm 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 just gonna write a bunch of them down and then just rattle them off. Yeah, you're gonna cross them off your list. But don't be (laughs) lazy about it. Yeah, I always dot my lowercase J's. (laughs) Okay. We're we're we are the company we keep. Okay, so Magomed Ankalaev fighting Volkanovsdemir, which sounds like a Star Trek alien species fighting a Star Trek character. Make it so. But it is going to be a violent fight. Indeed. This is going to be a violent fight. Uh, number seven, number eight. Kind of surprising that Ankalaev's a minus three ten. To be honest. Uh, but Uzdemir is he washed? Um, I think he's just lost his way. Yeah, his his last fight was against Yuri Prohashka. So, 
everybody that's fought Yuri Prohoshka has been caught in the tornado that is Yuri Prohoshka, right? This just unconventional striker. He's good. Remember, he fought for a title in his fourth fight in the UFC because he just he came in with a with his no time mentality, right? Trying to just knock fools out. Um, yes, he's lost. He's lost three of his last five, but he did beat Alexander Rockich, who is a top tier prospect. Mm-hmm. He also beat beat uh, Alir Latifi, and then his losses besides Prohashka are Dominic Reyes, who's top tier, yeah. and Anthony Smith, who is Lionheart. Yeah, and and those were. Anthony Smith was the sub. Dominic Reyes was a split decision loss. And then Yuri Prohoshka knocks people out. So that's what he did. Well, I will argue with that a little bit. But I'm not even going to argue with it. I'm just going to comment on it. But Tifi was fat and slow and about to go to heavyweight. And I think that Ratchet was the was the flair. I think that he was a uh, burning out. I think that uh, I think that uh, DC humbled him, and then Smith crushed him, and Reyes absolutely crushed him, and it went to decision, and then Prohaska made a mess of his face, like he like he's just been getting he hasn't lost his last few that he's lost he's been destroyed his last few that he's lost and i don't know if he can come back from that Hmm. and and ankalev is such a crusher that i don't know i don't think he'll handle that type of pressure that's that's my thinking on it which is why i am gonna pick ankalev to to win i should probably look at some props on his but i'm gonna say by decision yeah, or to win. Yeah, yeah. Can I see odds on Ankalev by some sort of stoppage? Yeah. Or submission or knockout? Yes, you can. Ankalev I'm gonna had exactly zero wins by submission, but could be a value <laughs> play there. <laughs> Ankalaev. Anka, whatever. Ankalaev. So his last five, he beat uh, Nikolo Krylov by a decision. Then he knocked out Ion Kunte Laba twice yeah, by knockout. That, that was the one where he fucked up fainting. He the pre- first one. And then the yeah, second one, he just straight knocked him out. Yeah, no, that's, that's Ankolaev. No, that's... Oh, he's ah, looking up Makachev. You're mixing up your Russians, Aaron. <laughs> I am. And I went to his... Computer. I don't know. Where am I going? There I am. Magalev Ankalaev. Okay, what kind of props are we looking at here? Plus 110 by TKO Bachkeo. Um, submission plus 2600. Good lord. Wow. <sighs> Ustamir by... No. Wow, for either... 
Neither of the uh, Uzdemir has, I think, the one win by submission right, but Ankalaev does. Um, I will take Ankalaev by knockout slash yeah. KO for. I'll take five thousand on that plus one ten. Yeah, Ankalaev five grand. I'll get those odds in there. That's how I do it. I just remembered. That's how you do it. <sighs> this should be called the Pretty Neat Sports Book. Just, just, just like that. You should call it Dunder Mifflinfinity. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do uh, an Anka Live to win here for 2500 And uh, I'm actually going to do a prop as well on Anka Live to win by sub. Because <laughs> negative plus 2,600. Pretty good. That's like saying Khabib never sub any, subbed anybody. Like, nah, nah. Plus 2,600. That's, that's too much. I'm going to take 2,500 on that as well. Don Orion, Ostemir Anka Live. Uh, Uncle Liev, uh, 3k to win. Yeah. No props. Spelling shit wrong. And that's okay. Cool. Now we got Li Jingliang versus Kamzat. No, wait. Who is that? Yeah, the Hazmat Chimaev. Hazmat Chimaev. Hazmat Chimaev. So, I, you guys, I got, I am specifically interested in Ryan's opinion on this fight because Li Jingling is 11 and Kamzat is not ranked. And Kamzat is a heavy favorite. Why? Uh, because in his three fights in the UFC, he's won in epic fashion. And he's gone between the welterweight and middleweight division. So at welterweight, which is where this fight is at, he's going to have a assumingly large size advantage. What we're not taking into account is this dude had COVID real bad. Like hospital bad. Like I have to retire from professional fighting bad. Oh, guess what? I'm better now. I'm going to fight again. However, I haven't fought in, is it two years? When was the last time he fought? But the last fight we saw the leech in, he knocked out um, Aaron's favorite fighter. Yeah, Gerard. Well, that was Chimaev. Yeah, and that was not a fight at all. He knocked him out in the first round with the quickness. (laughs) um, With the quickness. Like, they got up and against the cage. Gerald Mearshart made one wrong move and he hit him with like, I don't know if it was a left hook, but he went out quick. Mm-hmm. One second. Yeah. Uh, one Li Lang knocked out uh, our favorite Argentine, um, Santiago <laughs> Ponzinibbio. <laughs> he is our favorite Ar- Argentine. Hey, yes, he is. Yes. Come on the Pretty Neat Podcast. Please do. 
who trains out of American top team, he knocked him out in the first round. Bring us and he, he one punched him in his last five fights. The only person he's lost to is Neil Magny, who is the cardio King. He lost unanimous decision to Neil Magny. Otherwise of his last five fights, he's knocked out three people, won a decision and lost a decision. I, I think Lee Jing Lang is going to win because he's the far more active fighter. And also, I don't think Cosmot has faced, other than Gerald Mearshark, any elite competition in the UFC. So put me down for 5K for the leech to win. Okay, so... I'm going to jump in. I expected you to pick Kamzat here. And you, this to me screams the type of fight that you are going to be correct about. And I was going to pick Jungling because he's such a heavy underdog anyway, with the caveat that I expected to lose. I am so excited to hear you saying. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like he's going to win. I don't know. I want that plus 425 for 4,000. Ryan's doing five. You're doing four. I'm also doing five. Because that I was doing the same exact thing for the same exact reason. It was just that the guys, I mean, I watched an interview with Mearshart at Mearshart. <laughs> and um, he talked about, like, gave his opinion on fighting him. And he's just like, I don't have an opinion on him. I was in there with for 17 seconds. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's good. He just got past me with one punch. That's what it takes, right? And I mean, like, he has been riding it up. Like, like Ryan said, he may not have faced someone like Lee. And and Lee is a he's a powerful number eleven for who he's beat. And he is he's just got that that zombie to him i mean the leech geez he's a great nickname too hmm. he's he's not in the top like seven of my power ranking for nicknames but it, it's he's inside the top 12 what's crazy look at like some of those advanced stats for cosmot like his significant strikes per minute it's insane but then you look at it and you realize he's only had three fights in the ufc you're like go scroll down scroll down look at that <laughs> Nine, nine significant strikes per minute. Landed per minute, which means he's throwing more. <laughs> um, like the leech, right? Li Jing Lang, his number is probably top 10 all time, right? If you were to put that in terms of average landed per minute. Um, and Cosmot has over double that. Uh it's, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's sustainable. Plus, there. first fight coming back from, from COVID, um, long layoff. Obviously, he had a tough time with whatever his combination of lifestyle choices and or, you know, um, training regimen led to him being hospitalized. I just, it's a tough matchup to come back to. It's his best it's his biggest step up in competition in that weight class. And I just don't think, I, I don't think he's going to, I don't think he's going to overcome. Well, you heard it first here on the pretty neat podcast where all three of us picked the underdog here. 
So if, if we're right, clearly everyone's listening to the wrong fucking podcast. <laughs> you guys switch that dial. Go to the prettynewpodcast.com for all your pretty new podcast desires. Yeah, TPMP. Yeah, yeah, you know me. Get on our OnlyFans. We have three more, four more fights to pick, gentlemen. Okay. Uh, Alexander Volkov is going to be fighting Marcin Tabura. Alexander Volkov is my least favorite heavyweight. He's also my least favorite heavyweight. How I funny. I don't like watching him fight. I have nothing against him personally. I don't like watching him fight. <sighs> Do you have a reason why? Can you describe why you don't like watching him fight? I, I'm just having, I'm buying myself time to think of an answer because it's not, he's, it's not that he's boring. He's just so straight, like Norwegian kickboxer that like, he's either going to land the kick or it's not, or it's going to get blocked. And then, and that's, uh, that's all there. He, he's maybe because it's three rounds his last couple have been five maybe because it's three rounds that'll punch up his excitement in this one that could be yeah he lands 4.84 significant strikes per minute pretty good he has some insane range he absorbs 2.8 he does have crazy range uh his the uh tibera's defense percentage is slightly better which i think is an interesting combination for a guy who's so much shorter than Volkov is. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is takedown accuracy against good takedown defense. This they're they are kind of a a weird like yin and yang. Mm-hmm. In in a fight that ultimately doesn't matter for the division outside of you gotta have a heavyweight fight on every numbered card. <laughs> um I am ready to declare. I will take Tybura to win for ten thousand. For ten? Yeah, I have a I have a strategy that I've been playing since the first fight. Okay. Nice. It's not a good strategy. I just have one. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna pick Volkov here. Uh, I I'm gonna take a prop on it. Uh, I do think he's gonna win by KO. Where is he? There we go. And I think he's going to do it in under Plus one. three. Under Ooh. two. I want Volkov wins. Wins in round two, right? I want, round two. I want wins by TKO in round two. There we go. Plus 600. Ooh. Plus 650. Plus 650. Uh, and I am putting 3,000 on that. <laughs> you go back to the uh, props yeah. for Tybura. Because yeah. I am picking uh, hey, cat's out of the back. I'm going to pick uh, Marcin Tybura to beat Alexander Volkov and I think it's going to be a TKO. Um, go up. Just overall win by TKO. Ah, yes. Plus 700. Yep. Put, put 10K on that. 
Can I can I switch mine to the buy TKO as well? Yeah. <laughs> too late for that. Have I walked away from the counter? No, you haven't. <laughs> My thought is I can lose ten thousand at plus four fifty or or two thirty five or whatever it is, and I can lose it at plus seven fifty. Hey, I hope that you guys hit that uh, because, I mean, I would love for Volkov to win by KO for that plus six fifty. I just feel like a fucking loser for betting three. Man. You gotta, you gotta change mine to Tibera by KO. Ah, uh, thank you. Perfect. That's a seventy thousand dollar payout if he gets it. Yep. That's great payout. That's how the money is made, boys. It's like buying Shiba Inu. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I traded all mine for my Doge. I used my Doge to buy some Shiba, and now then I'm converting it into an NFT, and now I bought an island. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I made four hundred billion dollars in two minutes. You wouldn't understand. Uh. <laughs> no, you're right. I don't understand making four hundred billion dollars in two minutes on something that is only valuable because everyone sort of secretly agrees that it is. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I like hookers, but mm-hmm. only Daniel hookers. Um, hmm. uh, unless my wife and I are role-playing. Uh, that's weird, because you know my wife. I have a <laughs> series of questions about that. Okay, never mind. Never mind. Let's... I email them to you, or... <laughs> Send them to... Go to the yeah, prettyhatepodcast.com <laughs> and go to the mailbag. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not, I'm not kink shaming. I'm just curious. What role play? No, no role play. You know, no, no technical support appointments. If you're asking. Anyway, we gotta pick Daniel Hooker versus Islam Makhachev. <laughs> Man, you miss me. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, Dan, the Hangman hooker is a plus 460 here again is against islam is that what we've got here yeah yeah are y'all on the islam makachev bus is it a bus you're right he's from dagestan are y'all on the islam makachev mule pulled cart i was gonna say 1972 bw bug You know the one. Uh, can you scroll down? I love these advanced stats. Yeah, sure. This is significant strikes, 4.95 per minute landed. Look how many uh, Makachev absorbs. Yeah. He doesn't absorb them, is the, is the thing there. <laughs> uh, Look at Dan's absorb per minute. <laughs> it's a little more. Yeah, it's a little According more. to these stats, Dan got hit twice as much as he was thrown at <laughs> oh wait that's not how this works that's no yeah that's just, that's just <laughs> culmination of their fights uh okay there's those takedowns submissions okay we have any picks Can I see the prop for hooker by submission? <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to do it. I'm saying I want to see what it is. Yeah, let's see it. 
2500 yeah plus let's see it um <laughs> why does it draw <laughs> thinking about it Ooh. can i see hooker in the second round i'll show you a hooker in any round dom um... Plus twenty five hundred. Okay, I'm gonna put ten thousand on Makachev in round two. Makachev in round two plus six hundred. Plus six hundred. That's what I would like. That's a that's a pretty solid bet. Nice. Have y'all been watching any? Well, I already asked about embedded. Um. Hooker's been flying in, and I've been watching. He seems really at ease. Uh, my only concern is that insane travel. Um, but geez, he's he's just he's a champ. He's going from camp to camp, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Was literally training in secret in his room for a while. Ten thousand on Makachev in round two. I'm sticking with it. I don't feel good about it. I like Dan Hooker. I want him to win, but the numbers to me indicate that he will not. Yeah. I got to see my bankroll. I got 18 left. Ryan, you've got 18 left. Dom, you've got 20 left. After Mm. my 10 on Makja, right? Good call. You got 10 left. What? Yeah. Oh, all right. No. no, I have I have twenty. Twenty. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was way off. I don't know anything about Samsonite. Money. <laughs> I was way off. Samsonite. <laughs> Samsonite. All right. Uh, go back to those props. Give me a. Yeah, there we go. You got twenty left. Ryan and I have thirty-two. Yeah. Show me some proppy props. On Makachev and... Uh... Makachev, uh, TKO. Ooh. Mm. Damn it. Fucking bestfightodds.com is fantastic. Y'all yeah, should go are. check and it out. Totally Sponsored should sponsor Pretty us. Neat Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you want to see Makachev by TKO? Plus 600. Yeah, give me give me ten k on that. Not bad. That's surprising. A little surprising. I'm doing the same thing actually. What is it's... his by submission? I'm not changing it. I'm just curious. Uh, I actually had this pulled up here a second ago. I will let you know in just a moment. Dom, I'm going to get in that six hundred. Uh, Makachev by submission is plus two thirty, which makes sense. He's got still a, not bad. Yeah, actually, if you, if you look at his last five fights, three of his last five fights have been ended via submission, and the other two were unanimous decision. Uh, give me a submission then. Change that TKO to submission. Oh yeah, and you yeah plus two thirty. Yeah, yeah, because uh, obviously he's a control and then submit guy. How much you putting on that? Still 10k. 
because I have a money fictional money burning a hole in my pocket. Nice. I'm going to put 10 K on that as well. Nice. Well, we're, we're at the co-main event fellas. Can you believe it? This is going to be a fun fight. Interim bantamweight championship between Piotr Jan, Corey Sandhagen. Finally. Actual bantamweight champion. (laughs) The actual bantamweight championship is occurring now. Since I don't think Aljo's fucking coming. He's going to get stripped. Anyway, what do you think? Is Is this as close as nobody seems to think it is? Oh, see, the, the, the talk I've heard is that Sandhagen is a tough matchup for Jan. I think he is. I think that this is, I think, I'm going to pick Sandhagen just to win. But, um, yeah, I like Sandhagen. I'm surprised he's the underdog. Not surprised he's the underdog. The little talk I've heard is that Sandhagen stylistically is is the toughest fight Jan could have, uh, outside of maybe Dillashaw because he's you know love him or hate him. TJ is very very skilled and tough. Um, I'm gonna put ten thousand on Sandhagen to win, mostly because I like the plus one ninety. I do think his height will be an issue for Jan to solve. His length as well. He's got a. a not insignificant reach and leg reach advantage. Um, he lands more strikes per minute. He only absorbs a little bit more defensively. They're very close. Jan has an advantage on the ground for sure, but sometimes the shorter guy has trouble taking down the taller guy, right? It doesn't always, sometimes they can exploit it. Sometimes they can't. So I've got Sandhagen here. Although good Lord, Corey, could you, could you do some like incline bench? I need I need the top of his pecs, just a little. A, I need a little more out of him there. You have an inverted chest, sir. <laughs> but but I'm sorry. Did you have a double mastectomy or or <laughs> or is is that where we're gonna draw the line? I can't do uh, jokes or no. No, I no, can... it's fine because he's a dude. <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> Where's Ryan landing on this one? Uh, show me props for Sanhagen by submission. Whoa, that's a that's not a bad one there, actually. I was kind of wondering. Plus twelve hundred. That's a little surprising. Yeah, give me that ten k. I like it. I like it. Yeah, Sanhagen by sub. Those legs, yo. Those legs go for days. I can see a triangle in his future. Ah, oh, man. Why are you making me want to do that, too? Well, <laughs> I might do a prop. I'm going to have extra money. What is that one? 600? Sandhagen by submission. 1,200. Woo! That's the big pay right now. You win we're, that, you're winning. We're, we're... We're prepping for actual Vegas trip. Yep. That's it. <laughs> we got the we last. Also, we texted about it. It's 270 in Anaheim. Not far from us. Not far at all. That's when? Uh, January, I believe, right? Yeah. January 22nd. Tickets go on sale the 19th. We might have to, we might have to at least kick the tires on those prices. 
that's mm-hmm. zero gone and Francis and gone. That's a there's two title fights. It's heavyweights and lightweights. That's the Brandon Moreno card as well. Yes, that's right. Ooh, that's fun. and he he's fighting Figueredo again, correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I hope he wins. Yeah, we gotta see. We gotta. Oh no, Dom unplugged his cable. We gotta see what that the price on that lines up with. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have a number in my head that I think we can get into the building for, and I'm willing to pay it. For all of us, or just for you? No, just for me. You can stay at my house if you want, or with a doctor, or with Ryan, or whatever. I'll drive. Yeah. Okay, so I have to get a plane ticket. Uh, you know what? No, I'll tell you what. If all three of us can get in for the number I have in my head, I'll pay. That's fine. I don't think we can. But if we can, then it's on me. Oh, that'd be uh, great. But I, we got to at least kick the tires on it. Yeah, once we start our merch advertising campaign... And we're <laughs> we're rolling right. in the dough. Yeah. <gasps> From the pretty podcast.com shirt sales. Should I put this one at the beginning? Maybe this will be the beginning. Nah. Okay. okay. The whole show. Anyway, I'm gonna take an extra <laughs> I'm gonna what? do an extra <laughs> I'm gonna take an extra ticket out on uh on Ryan's prop on San Hagen by sub for an extra seven grand. But we're moving into the main events. Light heavyweight championship of the world. John Jones is still in court. He's not fighting. But Jan Blahovich is fighting. Glober Texiera. What do you guys think of that? Oh, what's in the Dom Dome about this one? I would like to see the props on Blahovich. Blahovich, please. That is what I'm thinking about at the moment. Okay. What are you thinking on that? Because I had a specific prop in mind for my remaining 10K on this. I'm going to go ahead and make my bet. Maybe that'll help. I think that Blahovitz will win under four. So, okay. I swear, I was also thinking Blahovitz under four. I don't know if that specifically is going to be in there. Uh, Blahovitz wins. No, it will in under five. Is what it'll say, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Where is it? <laughs> right there. Blahovich wins in round three or four. There's no line on it. Yeah, just plus four seven. No, that's for the. Oh yeah, the shit. Share. There's no line on that. See, so we're we're not. Plus 5,000 specifically submission. Go up kind of more towards the top. Yeah. Do you think it was up higher? Uh-huh. <laughs> it was way up here. Blachowicz wins in round four, 1,200. But I'm, I, I think in any of the first four rounds, he wins. 
Oh, is think... what I'm saying. In under five rounds, where's Blahovich under? Five yes, rounds? scroll, scroll up. It should be something inside the distance. There it is. There it is. No but line. Blahovich wins inside distance is plus one hundred five. But that's not specifically. I want inside four. Can you go all the way up to the top for me? Yeah. Under four and a half is minus 200. Okay, so see, there. Vegas, as always, is lockstep with the thing I'm trying to see. Um... Bring us down a little more. Yeah, I guess this would be under under four and a half rounds. I don't I don't hate. Is that minus one hundred five? No, that's minus one hundred five. I agree with that. <laughs> We're gonna take a different one, a different odds book. Gives <laughs> me plus one hundred on it. No, because that's TKO. Um, I don't know. You guys go first. I'm going to take uh, the rest of my money. Uh, Glover to share a by decision. Whoa. That's a plus 1,000. Whoa. Wow. By UD. Yep. And you've got 12K left. That's a big bet. Big bet. That's not that is not your biggest bet. It's your biggest bet, but it pays the same as your last biggest bet. Texer, really? Yeah, I think he's got a he's got a good style matchup against Jan Blahovich. Jan, you know, chin. He's got a chin. He's also proven to be more of a pressure fighter, um, grindy up against the cage and uh, more prone to taking the fight to the ground. And I don't think that's Jan's strength, to be quite honest. I think you would all agree that he so, prefers it to keep keep it on the feet. And he's uh, Stylebender. Unless he's fighting Stylebender, but that's strategic. We're fighting yeah, yeah. somebody that's far bigger. Um, and I also think far more skilled on the ground. Then one Israel Adesanya. To share? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, your, the decision thing is interesting because I think to win a title fight by decision, you have to take the belt. So you're, are you kind of insinuating that he's just going to kind of dominate him but not finish him? Yes. Okay. I am going to, I am going to counter that, Aaron, if you're ready with this, with this. I would like, can you go back to the props for me? Of course. I would like Blahoyevich by TKO slash KO, KO slash TKO in round. There's one. If you say round three, I'm going to be so fucking pissed. I was thinking round three, but there's no, there's no odds on that. Um, let me see round four. Scroll down. telling audio 
Well, yeah, there's no there's no line on that either. Fuck. Isn't it the um, plus fourteen hundred? It is. No. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I will take my ten thousand on that. And here's why. Okay. Bohovitz by TKO. Tashera takes three point eight four significant strikes per minute. Blahovich deals out just under 3.6, and I think he hits hard, and I think he avoids getting hit better to almost a full strike per minute, well, more than a full strike per minute to Teixeira's absorbed. And so I think Blahovich clips him, and I am taking the fourth round simply for the odds. I don't actually know when it's going to happen. I'm going to take the third round. Also by KO for Blachowicz, and it's plus a thousand. I'm gonna regret. Now I have to. I have to stick with you, Dom. I have to because I said four in the beginning. I can't not say it now. I'll hate myself. What I ultimately think is going to happen is the fight ends inside of five full inside of twenty five minutes. I don't know when. I think Blachowicz wins. I think he can grind it out, and I don't think the judges will give it to Shashera. <laughs> All right, here's our potential payouts. I'm the high roller here because I take the most risks. <laughs> 450 is my potential winning. Dom, you can make 362, ride 406 on a $50,000 bet. So, hey, that's a pretty great ticket if we should hit. Yeah, I'm excited. I would like to see what the payout for parlaying all of those specific fights would be. <laughs> like plus 34 million. Something uh, like that. It oh would be very high. How would you calculate that? Would you know? They, I don't even know. A sports book would take it, but it would be, you would have to have, yeah, I guess, I guess like you're doing. Okay. <laughs> you would have to have each individual odd on a bet. No, it'd be 50,000. Yeah, that's how you'd do it. Because you'd have to add each different odd, and you'd have to change it to (laughs) 50,000. All right, we're going to see how on the (laughs) On mine, since I picked so many fucking underdogs, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Rough draft king. I don't even know if this is right. I also have this plus 2,600 down here because I'm a champ. And that plus 1,200. So you want to know what the payout would be? You'd have to change it to 50 because it'd be, I mean, I guess. If I'm playing all of it? Specifically, no, but yeah. Oh. Don't do it. They send emails literally every day. They do. I've been I've been using Action Network since they were like a different named app. Then they would let you do fake bets, and I used to practice on it. Dang, <laughs> that's upsetting. Oh well, probably it's, pay. It'd be, a... it'd be a lot of money. <laughs> I want a lot of money. Oh, gentlemen, okay. it's been the best hour and 50 some minutes of my life up until this point 
Well, I hope that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) It's high praise. Thank you. I'm going to go watch some Embedded, I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to do the same. Has has it been good? It's not bad. Um, Okay, so no. Yeah, there's a lot of subtitles. Yeah, not not a lot of big personalities on this card. Yeah. yeah. There's a which lot is of why it's free and at eleven AM. Yeah, there's no personalities and they're not in English and I can't read. So I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Trump twenty twenty four. Let's go uh let's go Bernie Madoff twenty twenty eight. Wow. <laughs> Are they gonna be alive? I don't think it matters. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Tito 